Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Marriage Quest. I'm Rochelle, this is my fiancé Zach. We are uh, coming to you for another episode here, I hope you guys enjoy this so far. We, uh, we're really enjoying you guys' feedback, so just keep the feedback coming, we greatly appreciate it. Um, if this is bringing you value, definitely share and like it for us please, that would be greatly appreciated so today we are talking about money the greenbacks we're getting into the nitty-gritty and honestly this was something that I wasn't super excited to talk about because this has been a really big topic in our relationship and I think it's a big topic as it should be in any relationship um, and if you don't have these foundations with where you sit with money, it can be a really big issue if you don't dress it in the beginning. So this is where we're at. We're still four, May, June, July, August, four months out from our wedding, you guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. We are four months out from our wedding. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I know I'm excited about it for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, money is definitely one of those subjects where, Especially in the United States, I feel like it's Western cultures. I feel like it's a very taboo, a very taboo subject to talk about. Even like among friends, not even an intimate relationship, but just even among friends, I feel like it's a very taboo subject to talk about. So today we're just, we're going to dive into it. We're going to kind of touch the surface on a lot of different subjects around money and kind of how to... I don't like the word budgeting, but how to manage it. I think managing is, for me anyways, it's a lot better way to look at it. So why is, that, why is that such a trigger to you, first of all? Um, I think because budgeting just like, for me, budgeting is like, oh, you have to cut all the fat. You know, just trim all the fat, trim all the, the fat around the edges, and then we're going to create a budget. So it's a limitation. To me it is. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, managing to me is, you know, a moving forward. It's also a control thing, I think. For me, managing... I like to control my money, for sure. Well, and I like to control my life. So I think that's been a really interesting play, you know, to even see how that really relates to, you know, money or like different aspects of our life is that for things that I feel like I don't know how how to control or if I haven't mastered something yet, I get very uncomfortable in those situations instead of like, what can I learn from or how can we do this differently? It's, it's a lot harder for me to just like, we're going to figure it out along the way. I'm like, no, I need a plan. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you guys have figured out yet, but there's no manual for life. I've looked, I've tried to check it out <laughs> multiple times, haven't found it. So if you guys know of one, please let me know. But, um, yeah, I would say that managing is a very good word for me. It lets me feel like we're moving in the same direction. I also feel like we can have goals. And then that's something we're going to talk about as well is like, where are you and your partner when it comes to your financial goals? Where are you in your short term and your long term? And maybe there are things that you guys have on your list that aren't the same. And so I know that, you know, honestly, I also want to drop as a disclosure, there's no one right way to manage your money. Yeah. I know some people, for us, I we, agree 100%. we are currently managing everything together. We have mentors of ours that as they've made, you know, more money and have, you know, rate, you know, risen the levels of success, 
they have different um, like play accounts. That way they can still have the money that's more of their necessities and everything that's covered. But when they want to still go buy something, whether that's for fun or whether that's, you know, an activity that they want to do, they don't feel like they have to ask their significant other for permission. So kind of the way that we do it right now, um, and we've tried a couple of different ways and we've played around with a little bit. And I think that's part of it is, you know, don't be afraid to try new things and really kind of discover what works best for you and your relationship. So what works for us is we have a joint checking and then we have, we have a joint savings account and then we have two separate, I have my own savings account and she has her own savings account. Um, and right now that really, but like all of our play money and everything comes out of the joint, all of our bills come out of the joint checking. Um, the savings is just really to, and the savings are completely separate because that helps us with the saving. Um, I think one thing that we really discovered is who is, you know, figure out where your money blueprint is. Um, figure out if you're a spender or a saver. Um, I'm definitely the spender. She's the saver. <laughs> Um, and she definitely keeps me on track with that, but that's kind of how we came up with that system is having separate savings accounts really helps us both save our money. The savings are going to the same goal anyways, but you know, it is our life and it is our future, but having those separate savings accounts really makes us feel that we're saving for our own goals and our together goals. So that's just, that's what works for us. I don't know if it'll work for everybody, but for us, it definitely, definitely is the system that we've come across. I think the other thing that we've, we've really discovered, and it actually just happened a couple weeks ago of, um, so Rochelle's been doing a lot of the, the managing as far as paying the bills on time making sure that we have enough for groceries and we don't overspend on eating out and stuff. Cause I, which is a lesson in itself. <laughs> I enjoy sitting on bar stools and having a couple of drinks and so does she, but I might enjoy it just a little bit more. And I'm pretty good at convincing her to, <laughs> to indulge she have to with twist me. my arm very hard. That's for sure. Yeah. But it goes back to that quality time, you know? And so we've really yep. worked on figuring out, okay, how many things can we do that doesn't involve spending money as well? And how can we get creative and still have a nope. quality time, still get out of the house? Because obviously, you know, cabin fever is also a very real thing. So, you know, I know a lot of my friends are like, oh, I can't go anywhere this weekend because I don't have any money. Well, there's no, there's no substitute for proximity. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, being close, having that quality time and, and, and we both enjoy going out and hers is Red Robin Mine happens to be Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> uh, but like literally just going out and because our life is so intertwined with our business and then her music career, all of it just kind of gets talked as one. It's not, oh, we're talking about work now. We're talking about music later. It's very much intertwined. So when we go out, that is our quality time that we get to, you know, talk about our life and our future and our goals. But I definitely enjoy that. I, she enjoys it, but she's better at limiting it down because it's not 
pushing us closer to our goals at the moment. Well, and I want to call something out right away. So for the savers in the relationship, I think it's a very important thing that if you're telling, like, to, if I told Zach that we couldn't spend money on something, he'll go spend twice as much because I told him not to. So yep. the, the, the conversation <laughs> that you guys have around money is so important as far as remembering why you have those boundaries set in place mm. and what the ultimate goal is. And so, and we've even had that conversation of how can I tell you no, but in a nicer way. So Zach and I have come up with phrases of, does this move us closer to our goal? Is this something that we want to spend on the on the now and does that you know postpone the something that we're looking more long term and I told Zach that even my my dad would really practice that with me when I was younger you know I'd get my allowance I'd be super excited to spend it on something you know that day because it's like that money just burns a hole in your pocket sometimes (laughs) and he'd remind me oh well didn't you have something this weekend that you were looking forward to would you rather just save and have more to spend there And it was so hard because you want to be able to do both. And Zach is very much, you know, he'll always say, I'm a both kind of guy. And if you have hung around him. If you have the choice between either or, always pick both. Always both. And so, you know, and Zach's really taught me that value. And I really do hold that to a high standard. But it's also like, okay, with where we're at right now, if both isn't necessarily feasible in this moment, which one takes... And I don't think it's not, it's not necessarily a both, it's... Does this move us closer to our goal? Yeah. So right now we are not, just as a a little disclaimer, we're not financing any of our wedding. Um, Our wedding is 100% paid for with cash up front. So we haven't paid the whole thing off. We're doing a lot of installments for, you know, the, the venue and our wedding planner and the photography and the food and all that stuff. So we're doing installments on a lot of things. Um... But the, you know, that's our, that's our next immediate goal. So, you know, we are, it's not necessarily either or, it's delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. That's a good word for um, too. But I think the, I think one of the major parts that really helped us out is defining roles. Um, so, I'm CEO. And she's CFO. So, Chief Executive Officer, Chief Financial Officer. Um, And coming up with those roles actually really helped us to... Because I don't always want to hear that we can't go have beers that night. We have to stay in and have beers. Um, But because she is the CFO... um, And these are made up names. I mean, they're really just made up titles for us. But that's really set boundaries so when she says hey does this financial decision push us closer or further to our goals i can look at her and go okay well as the cfo you make the call so and that's and we actually just discovered that a couple of weeks ago so we're just know that you guys don't have to have this perfect like you don't have to make sure this is perfect this is really we've been together for three and a half years, almost four years. And we found this out two weeks ago. Right. So we've been living together and sharing bank accounts for um, probably close to two and a half years, almost three. And we figured this out two weeks ago. Well, and that's the other disclaimer is that, you know, a lot of these lessons 
Guys, we learned it the hard way. <laughs> oh, my God. So it didn't matter, you know, how much other really great advice we had from people that were making more than us. And, you know, we have mentors that, you know, we do value their lifestyle and we value their bank accounts for sure. And so know that, you know, we don't take that advice with a grain of salt. But, you know, it's like, of course, we thought that we knew better or that we wouldn't get ourselves into that situation. So whether or not, you know, you put everything on credit cards or, you know, if you... I feel like everybody goes through that phase, though, of where life happens and life kind of rolls over you and you just start using credit cards a little bit. I don't think but we, I, I had don't never, like Personally, alone. I had never done that. And so that's something, you know, when we got together, I had really good credit. This was something that, you know, we were working towards together, um, you know, and then stuff happens. And so, I mean, we're definitely rebuilding. I mean talk about starting from starting from ground zero and really just building an even stronger foundation which I'm definitely super excited about but like Zach was talking about with the titles along that same time frame probably that exact same day we uh kind of had not not an ultimatum but it's that's pretty much what it was Zach really looked at me and said if you're gonna be the one that manages the money I need to know that you can handle this and that was a really big thing for me because I'm definitely one to, I do sweat the small stuff more than that's more than necessary. And so for me to be able to say, is this something that I'm, I'm bigger than, am I bigger than this problem? Are we able to overcome these obstacles together? And am I a big enough person to figure it out? But Zach had to allow me to have a space to figure it out for myself, not by myself, thank God. But I mean, that was a really big turning point as well to say, you know what, this is something that I really do want to take on. Yep. And I think I've seen in other relationships where I think because someone's better at managing money, they become the CFO or they become the one that pays all the bills and they might fall into that role but not really want to. So if that's not where you want to be, then you need to speak up because I've seen it where it's like 20 years later and they hate being in that role. But they know, well, if, if I gave him the money or if I gave her the money, then it would just it would just all be gone. So there's not really those boundaries or those, you know, that you haven't had that conversation to really establish whose role that should be. And if you're not comfortable in that, then you need to speak up. But I think that's having, having that conversation of this is where, this is where we're at. Cause I think assessing, assessing where you're at financially, um, comes from a lot of things, but you got to understand where the starting point is. So when we got a joint checking account, we really did sit down and have these conversations of this is where we're at. This is how much income is coming in. This is what our expenses are. You know, here's the gym membership. That's not really a necessity. There's workarounds to it, but that's something that we enjoy. You know, how much do we want to have for eating out? How much do we want to put into, you know, these these bigger goals that we have and these bigger dreams that we have. Um, Cause I think spending more than you earn in any situation is not good. I mean, it doesn't work for relationships. It doesn't work for businesses. It doesn't work for countries. It's just a bad strategy, but you have to understand importance level of things. Is the gym membership more important than eating out or, you know, vice versa or, you know, and even going to seminars, if that's something that you guys enjoy doing together or 
individually. I mean, I think that needs to be part of of the management process, but I think you need to have those real conversations around it of, you know, what is, what is your money blueprint? You know, what does money mean to you? Is it, um, is it pleasure? Is it freedom? Is it security? Is it a status thing? Um, and there's not, one, I don't feel like there's one objectively right answer to that, but you need to understand where you are in that system. Um, Do you think that's changed over time for you? Um, I don't think so. Money has always been freedom to me. Uh, money is a money is a tool to me. So money is money has utility in places. All right. our, our dog is having a little bit of a dream right now. Um, in the places where money has utility, money is everything. In the places that money doesn't have utility, it's nothing. So money can't buy happiness. That's We've all heard that cliche. But money does buy you time to... Spend time with the people that you love. Spend time doing the things that you enjoy. Taking vacations. Experiencing things. So money does have utility. But I don't need money to be... To to have status. I want money for my freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, money is... You know... Put your kids in better schools. It buys you nicer clothes. Buys you a nicer vehicle. So... That's what I'm saying. Where money has utility, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Where money doesn't have utility, it's nothing. It literally means nothing. Um, So I think it's a very good tool, but I don't think it's everything. So to me, it's for freedom. Mm -hmm. What is it for you? I mean, I would definitely say the same thing between... So pleasure, freedom... Security Security or status. Freedom's definitely the top of that list, for sure. I mean, and we've definitely been you know, trained for lack of a better word to see things on a bigger scale and to really dream bigger. And so, I mean, we've really been pushed and where this question actually comes. Do you feel like your blueprint has changed since we got together? Um, I, since we got together, no, because this isn't things, these aren't things that were new to me. Um, but I was also raised around, you know, a lot of different thinking, a lot, this question that we actually just asked is from a book called The Millionaire Mind, um, and how we actually split up our money comes from the same book. So I was taught this stuff at an earlier age, and so I had a little bit of an understanding, but I think when I was younger, especially like maybe in high school, money was more of a pleasure thing, because I think it was more of an instant like, okay, I get paid, now I get to go to the movies, or I get to go to the mall with my friends, or Mm -hmm. I get to go to the mountains and, you know, have a getaway with my parents, like, whatever that was, it was, because I didn't have bills, I had no overhead, I had a car that was paid for, so my bill was putting gas in my car, and my car insurance, you know, and so there wasn't really anything that it was, like, the the cares of the world, I hadn't hit that reality check (laughs) as far as, like, having to, having to adult for lack of a better word. So now that there's now that there's more to actually be responsible for, money has more of a weight to it in a good way, knowing what you can actually do with it. And so I think it has progressed for me. Okay. 
So I think the other thing that's super important, especially when you're in a relationship is, you know, literally like we sat down and went through this of like, what does money mean to you? What is it a tool? Is it evil? Is it, you know, we, we all grow up with the, the money blueprint around us, how we see other people use money, how their relationship with money is. Uh, I think the relationship with money is huge, absolutely huge. Um, you know, is money the root of all evil to you? Is that what you've heard? Is that what you believe? Or is money utility? Do you have a, a respect for it? Um, it's just like anything else. Do you expect a, your partner to stick around if you don't respect it? Money is the same way. If you don't respect it, it'll go find somewhere else. Uh, I mean, I, I fully believe that, that money will go to where it's respected. So I think going in and having those conversations of, you know, what did your parents do around money? Um, my parents around money definitely, they both had full-time jobs and they both did, um, my dad did construction on the weekends nights and weekends, and then my mom taught um, aerobics and cycling and stuff like that, so she did fitness nights and weekends, um, and we financed a lot of things, um, all the cars were financed, um, a lot of the, I tried, Sorry about that. Straightening us out, guys. <laughs> Please continue. The, uh, they definitely financed everything. Any home, home repair pretty much got financed, at least about half of it. So I had to overcome a lot of that. Um, my blueprint around money was, you know, rich people are mean. Rich people are not necessarily evil, but it wasn't, it wasn't an empowering one, at least for me. Hmm. Um, and I think that's where, and I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think there's, does it empower you or does it not? And I think that's slightly different for everybody. But yeah, I mean, we definitely. We were raised very differently. We were raised very differently when it came around money. But we had those real conversations of here's, you know, what I saw when I was growing up around money. Here's what you saw coming up around money. And I think. Because now we, we're creating our own family at this point. So we've got to come together and say, all right, I like this of this. I like this of this. Um, I don't like how you handle it. Let's try to handle it this way. And I think there was a lot of those, you know, they're, like I said at, at the beginning of the episode, money is a taboo subject. So... Emotions get raised, you know, they get heightened. Um, we never yelled and argued about it, but it was definitely, there were some heated conversations around um, a little bit of our blueprint and a little bit about how we want to manage money and what kind of system works for us. So right now we divide our money into, um, we use like an envelope system or a jar system, however you want to. However you want to word it, it's kind of the same thing to me. 
Um, so we separate our money into five accounts or six accounts normally. Currently, it's seven uh, because of our wedding. <laughs> it gets its own account. It gets its own account <laughs> at the moment. So right now, ours are so necessities, education. So explain what goes into each one. Look, I'll do all of them and then okay. I'll go back and explain them. So necessities, education, financial freedom, long-term savings for spending, education. You said education. Play. And play. Necessities. Did I really just scream? You said education twice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, give. Give. That's right. I was like, hang on. (laughs) We can count. Wow. We do this every week. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So necessities, education, long-term savings for spending, financial freedom, play, and then giving or tithing, however you want to. To view that, and then right now we're also, we've upped our percentages for our wedding as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, your necessities is everything, you know, all your bills, your car payment, the rent, groceries, gas money, um, life insurance, car insurance, all that stuff, all your your gym membership actually, our gym memberships actually come out of our necessity at this point because that's a bill that is a necessity for us. We go to the gym multiple times a week. That's something that's really important to us. So that is a necessity for us. Mm-hmm. But however that works out for you guys and play around with it. If it, you know, if it's not working, try something else. If it's, if it's giving you the results that you want, I think you have to base it on that. Is the are the the fruits of this what we want or it's a yes or no it's binary um so education because so we have necessities education for us because we do go to a lot of seminars uh we went and just saw tony robbins and gary vanerchuk and uh robert hershevac um, a couple days ago so that's something that was a hundred dollars you know that's We've got another, we went to an event on Saturday. Um, We've got, we go to probably two a month, you know, and education also, you know, we do read a lot of books and I use Audible now that I've discovered it and I love it. Um, But so education is anything that's growing. So anything that's a personal growth and development or something to grow the business and then there's long-term savings for spending. So long-term savings for spending is, let's say, let's say you wanted a new TV. You wanted the new 75-inch television, um, and it's a thousand bucks. Well, instead of paying for it in one paycheck, you would just say, hey, look, we want this television. It's a thousand bucks. So when our long-term savings for spending account gets to a grand, then we can go buy the TV. You could use that for vacations. You could use that for, you know, you want the new PlayStation. 
anything along those lines, or even if you wanted to use it for, like, if you were going to get a cheaper car that you could just buy outright, and you wanted to buy your car outright, that could go into that account as well. Well, that's um, one of those things where it wasn't the instant gratification. You know, that's what my dad was really trying to teach me early on was, you know, save for something else. You know, like what's something else that you might need to wait a little bit longer for, but it's a little bit extra money that you can, that's going to be an even bigger gratification once you're able to actually get it. Yeah. So. And then, so, and then your financial freedom account is, it is officially, I mean, officially we can call it a savings account, but it's in a savings account that is, you know, whether you have mutual funds or 401k, um, life insurance. Yeah. Depending on your life insurance policies, not all of them that you can overfund. Mm -hmm. Um, the one that we have, you can overfund. Um, but your financial freedom account is anything that's going towards your retirement. Um, is how I would put it. That way, it's different from your savings account, but it's it's going towards retirement. You don't spend that money on anything other than investments towards retirement. So that's those, and then your you know your tithing account. So we are we're not super religious but we do believe in you know giving back to our community and giving to so there's a couple of foundations that we really believe in we love the people that are behind them we love their mission um and actually so this is kind of where it gets fun so you can kind of tie a couple of these accounts towards one goal if you wanted so last year her and her mom, do you want to talk about Guatemala? So we used both accounts. We used our long-term savings for spending and our give account to go towards basically her mission trip in Guatemala. Yeah, so it was definitely a really unique experience. And thank God that my mom was able to help us out as well to be able to go. But yeah, my mom and I went for eight, I think eight days in Guatemala. And so it's cool because the entire amount that you spend on the trip is actually put towards the foundation as well to help build schools in Guatemala. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but it was definitely a super cool experience to be able to immerse yourself in another culture, be able to give back and then actually hang out with the kids in the village um, you know, and then be able to really bond with, you know, so many other people that are coming from a lot of different walks of life. So we had a, we had a blast and I would definitely go again, but that was one of those experiences where it was like being able to do something that was, I mean, it, it didn't feel real until we were actually there. You know, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to be going to Guatemala and yeah, you know, I'm going here in a couple weeks, a couple days, you know, and then when it actually hits you, it's like, oh my gosh, we've been waiting for this forever. So it's like, what can you wait for that'll, that'll give you that excitement when it's actually, when it actually arrives? And so, I mean, travel is definitely one of those things for us, just period, as far as the long-term savings as well. But that's where, that's one of those examples where, you know, two of those accounts do feed one thing. Um, so... But I think that's also something you need to talk as a couple. Oh, I definitely think you should have those goals set up. Um, I mean, I think setting all these goals up, we've talked about this before, but of like being emotionally sober. Don't, 
don't do it right after you get the check or right when your checking account goes to zero or if you're stressing out over money or anything like that. Like, definitely have those conversations. Um, and one thing we haven't done that I think might be good is, you know, we definitely discussed all this stuff, but we've actually never written it down. And I think it might have been... As far as, like, rules or, like, what we wanted to spend our money on, mm-hmm. um, what our percentages are, because um, it's it's not a dollar amount, it's a percentage amount for us. Um, each account gets its set percentage. That set that percentage was set before we got our paycheck, not right. after. Um, and if you guys are interested in checking out the JAR system, you can literally look up The JAR System by T. Harv Ecker. It's from his book, The Millionaire Mind. So Secrets to the Millionaire Mind. Se- sorry. Secrets to the Millionaire Mind. Yeah, what did I say? M- millionaire Mind. Yeah, same thing. They'll find it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you say Millionaire um, Mind and T. Harv Ecker, you'll find it. Yeah, that's where we learned. We didn't learn the bank accounts from that, but that's definitely where we learned... Um, the jar system or envelope system for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've covered necessities, education, long-term savings for spending, financial freedom, give. Oh yeah. Play account. So the way that this account is set up is, you know, I don't know how many of you have ever done a diet, but they work for about a month and then... You're tired of starving yourself, and then you go on a carb binge and a sugar binge. Um, Money is actually no different. So the way that this is set up and the way that we have it set up is there's actually a percentage every month that is... So the way that we like to phrase it is like money that makes you feel rich. So whether that's, you know, ladies, if that's a new purse or... If that's new shoes or just a, you know, a sexy outfit, guys stay out of the sporting goods stores, <laughs> guns, hunting equipment. Um, for me, it's definitely motorcycle parts and car parts. <laughs> He's going to become a watch junkie and a sneaker junkie though. Watches for sure. I'm definitely starting to get into sneakers. Um, but it's something like that, that you really... Has no justification to it. Has no rhyme or reason other than it makes you feel awesome. Um, and I think having that in place and having it limited. Because I'm definitely, like I said, well, like we said earlier, I'm I'm the spender. I can tell myself a story and justify just about any purchase. He's a great salesman. <laughs> yep. I sell myself first. Yep. but. I can pretty much talk myself into about anything. Um, sometimes it's a little dangerous and she definitely, you know, my CFO keeps me in check. But, you know, having that account to where, like, literally just, you know, sometimes we've used our play account to just go to the mountains. You know, go to the mountains, have a couple of beers, chips and salsa, you know, she we walked into a little boutique and she found jewelry and it all came out of that account and there was zero guilt. Like, the bills are already paid. This doesn't affect any of our bills. It doesn't affect any of our goals. But the other side of that, which I think is super important, um, is actually spending all of it. 
Like, literally spend every dime out of that play account, burn it up, turn it to zero. And I think it's once a month, I think. It's- we, we do it every week. Um, we go through our play account every week. Um, that's just what works for us. The original system that we learned it from is every month. Um, but we definitely use our play account for our, you know, our beers that we can't justify on a random Tuesday and Red Robin and stuff like that. So we use our play account for that as well. Um, we've used it for a variety of things, but it definitely just, you know, burn it on something that just makes you feel important, makes you feel special. And then, like we said, so the last one for us right now is uh, we do have a percentage every month going towards our wedding because that's the next the next major financial purchase that we have to do uh, is our wedding and honeymoon. So, do you have yeah. anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to go back. We kind of jumped over um, what I was kind of raised as as far as my money. So just to kind of touch on it, just to give just a completely different perspective, you know, my parents were the ones that were, they actually had done the jar system. They were the first ones that I really saw this implemented with, you know, my parents were investors. They were entrepreneurs. They both had, you know, they both had jobs, but they also both had side things going on. You know, both of my parents were in network marketing. So, I mean, I had been introduced to a lot more early on, but I also think, you know, just how you manage Again, it, it comes down to manage and also that communication. Because um, I see a lot of... Some, as communication as a family or communication as a couple? Communication as a couple. Okay. And I mean, I don't... I think I would like to be a little bit more... I don't know how relevant it is. And this is still a conversation that like... I think it differs with each with each household probably. But my parents never talked to me about their financial situation. So mm. I think that also changes your perspective. Because... To well, me, I mean, everything was always talked fine. Because my parents didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I, I were as kids. You're not stupid. You know, we weren't. We were. We were upper middle class. Yeah. But I mean, we had new newer vehicles. Um, I'd say my parents got a couple of vehicles every couple of years, probably every three to four. But you know, we had toys and we had. We were definitely upper middle class. Uh. But I think talking about that of, you know, how how do we view, um, and I think it's situational a little bit. Yeah. So, but I think, I, I mean, I do remember, you know, as I got older, you know, seeing, seeing my mom stress out about money. Um, you know, I don't really remember if I ever saw my dad stress out about money. I think because he was more just like laser focused. But I think that comes back to, you know, that transparency of, you know, where is each person really at in in the relationship in regards to the finances? Um, because I think we mentioned in our first episode that Zach is very much, you know, like the long term. He has the vision for, you know, 10, 20, 50 years from now. And sometimes I just need to know, like, how we're going to get through today. So that's been a really interesting kind of you know, not a compromise, but just a conversation to be able to say, hey, I need, I need you to be here with me because this is what I'm, I'm needing to focus on. But also mm-hmm. he's able to pull me out a little bit more and say, I know we're going to be okay because this is where we're headed and this is what we're working towards. And so having that transparency with, with both ends, cause you do have to yeah. work with here as well as where you're well, going. Well, I think part of that is like, you don't just 
You don't just come to a relationship and have all your money just squared away and perfect Why and good to not? go. Why <laughs> not? I tried that. <laughs> so I think, you know, fumbling through this is part of, you know, creating, you know, have two individuals coming together and creating one household. You're still two individuals, but creating, you know, one relationship and one partnership I think there's always going to be some fumbling through it. I mean, I don't think it just comes out of the gates and it's perfect. Yeah. Um, Unless we kept everything separate all the time. And I'm sure there's people that think I, that that's a better... Not saying I, don't roll, I don't roll that way for sure. No, I'm not um, saying that it's like the right thing. But again, I think I've seen... I've, I've seen people... Um, so my mom has remarried and they still have separate, 100% separate bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And everything. So, I think that's just part of the, for lack of a better, like, that's the fumbling process of just, you know, figuring out what works for you guys. You know, I mean, and if you guys, if you guys need help with this, like, please reach out. I mean, we'll be glad to help you. I, at least I will. I mean, I'll gladly, I don't necessarily, I'm not a financial planner by any means, but, like, I can get more nitty gritty on, like, what our percentages look like. You know, and we've upped our percentages once already. Um, and, you know, as our income get, goes higher, those percentages are going to change as we start, you know, because we do have some, some debt and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're we're not to what I would say our ideal percentages are. No. Um. But that's one of those things, like, if you guys need help with it, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, this is how you should do it, because I'm not a financial planner by any stretch of the imagination. But I've been doing this system personally for about four or five years. Um, she's You've been doing it for how long? Oh, man. I mean, I learned this system when I... How long have you been doing it? Well, off and on. So, I mean, okay. I, mean... I, I started it. My, my parents first introduced this to me when I was, like, 14 or 15. So, I mean, I would say I've known about it for 10 years, but I mean, really strongly implementing it, I would say maybe five. Five. Yeah. So, so. I mean, I, and we're not perfect by any stretch of the imaginations, but we, we nail this probably 95, 96% of the time. Um, so it's not perfect for us either, but we are, I will gladly, if you, if you want to hear what our percentages are. Um, and I can kind of point you in the direction of what's ideal, um, at least from the system that we learned it from, from Secrets in the Millionaire Mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, please reach out, PM me or DM me, email us. Um, our email address is marriagequest18 at gmail. Reach out there. We'll, I mean, I'll gladly answer any questions that you guys have. Um, if I can't answer it, I'll definitely find the answer for you. So feel free to reach out to me and I'll gladly help you guys with that. Yeah. Drop in the comments too. If you guys have something that's working really awesome for you and your partner, yeah, you know, a, I would love to hear that. What's working hear, for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not all about, you know, what's, what's going on. It's like, what's going right. You know, let's yeah. talk about it. Let's, you know, build each other up and help each other out. We're always willing to learn. I mean, we're constantly listening to podcasts and learning from people that have what we want and we have so many mentors that you know are helping us along this path so well i think it kind of falls under uh 
ideas in equals ideas out, you know. What you put in your mind, whether it's radio or podcast or the nightly news, um, whatever ideas go in, those ideas come out. So, good or bad, yep. empowering or disempowering, that's what you're going to get. So, yep. that's definitely why, I mean, I'm always trying to, you know, Abraham Lincoln, I think, said it best. If I had six hours to chop down the tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening the axe. And to me, that's... I think of that as my mind. I, I want to spend more time working on my mind and sharpening that tool than actually implementing. And implementing is very important. Don't get me wrong, but you got to, you know, I, that's definitely a belief of mine. Ideas in and equals ideas out. Absolutely. Well, you guys are getting it from us first. I mean, we're, we're going through this experience, you know, we mm-hmm. want to be as raw and as real as we can and, you know, know that we're going to be better every episode we're going to be in a different place in our life every episode as well and so well and that's kind of why we that's why we decided to call this marriage quest is we don't have this figured out we are not a couple that's been married for 30 years or 15 years or even 10 years we haven't even been together for 10 years Mm -hmm. um we haven't even been together for five years not yet so that's we're really figuring this out as we go as well um, I think the only other thing that I wanted to to ask you really is how do you feel about extra money? I mean, we've until until you and I had talked about it before, I would have probably believed that there was a thing called extra, and I know that. So you don't believe there's extra money now? No. Okay. And the reason why is because we've talked about everything. Everything has a purpose, and everything has its place from. When, I mean, whether you have a check come in, whether you have, you know, like whatever sort of income that you have, everything has its place. And so, I mean, the percentages have really helped us with that. Um, And also just knowing like, okay, so if you were to say, say that you worked just to make it easy, if you worked 10 hours overtime and you had, you know, extra money, for me, that's immediately allocated into, okay, well, what's the goal that we're working on, like, right now? What's the one that can be crossed off the quickest? Um, so whether that's, you know, you're really so you're, close. So what you're saying is your extra money goes towards debt, to your to your debt snowball. I would say that that's where my head goes right now currently, yes. Okay. So for me, what, for... So we actually didn't... What is a debt snowball? Because I don't. We didn't yeah, talk about this. I mean, this. we can we can touch on that. That's like a whole other episode, you guys. Oh my gosh! But I mean, the the debt snowball for us is take everything that you have that's still that's in debt, whether it's in collections, whether you have credit cards, um, whether you have a car payment, like whatever that looks like. All your debt. All of your debt. Um, for us, I know that some people do it different ways, but for us, I've started with the lowest amount first. And you work on, you pay the the minimum on that, and then when that one's paid off, you take the minimum and roll that up to the next one that you're so paying. So, you, you missed a step in there, babe. Um, so, you pay the minimums on everything except for the lowest one, and then any extra money, whether it's overtime or, you know, let's say you were paying $30 extra on all of your payments... You would take all that, the 30 extra from all the payments, pay minimums on everything. And roll it into the first and one. And roll it into the one that is the lowest dollar amount. 
Um, and I know there's some people that have different systems on this, but this is what we've come up with. Is so dollar. I don't care. Not not interest rates. Not nothing. Um, lowest to highest based on um what's what, what you what's owed. Is. Yeah, what yep. your balance is. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, whatever the lowest balance is, um, and then all all. All funds over and above the minimum payments on everything else goes towards that lowest one. And then once you get... So let's say your lowest one was a Victoria's Secret card. Your minimum payment was $25. And you ended up paying 50 bucks a month. You paid it off in three months. Now, you would take the, tw the minimum 25 and the additional 25 and put that $50 towards your next highest one, plus that minimum payment. So the first couple, it, it's really slow, but once you get past the third or fourth one, I don't know how many of you guys have, but once you get a couple of them in, now you're making two or $300 a month payments on things, um, and it really starts to cut down. And that's that's why I know she doesn't agree with that, but like... Or, we both agree on this very much is like there's no excess money there's no extra money um even like if we sell something on craigslist you know kind of to just tie this together of like if we sell something on craigslist that money is already a hundred percent spoken for before we that money ever hits my hand or her hand you know that's it's a hundred percent accounted for before we ever make that income and I think yep. that's important. Everything has its purpose, and that's why it's really important to figure out what that is for you guys. So, I mean, I hope that this episode really helped you guys. And Yeah, if out. this is bringing you guys value, please like and share it. Um, we would greatly, greatly appreciate your feedback. And if you guys honestly have any questions or any topics that you guys want us to talk about, please either drop them in the comments or, you know, you can email us at marriagequest18 at gmail. Um, we would love to hear some topics, questions, concerns. Um, and like I said earlier, if you guys need any help with any of this stuff, please reach out. I'll kind of show you guys what the, what the system looks like and kind of how to implement it every day um, and every week or every weekly, however often you guys get paid. I'd love to help you guys out with that. So... Cool. I think that's all we got for you tonight, you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. We greatly appreciate everything. Um, till next time, guys. Go out and create your own legacy. Bye.